Welcome to the Fantasy Football Show. Now, unlike uh, some other organizations, we do allow copious amounts of drinking here. The show to tune to for fantasy football knowledge. So if any of you took Doug Martin early, there are flasks over there on the table. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. Dear Lord, please help homeless friends understand that make-believe computer football is no excuse for using the internet to be mean. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000, ESPN Chicago app, and 100.3 HD2. Good morning, fantasy football friendos out there and my pigskin brethren. Happy Sunday. I'm Jeff Meller, as always, on ESPN 1000 every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. on the Fantasy Football Show during the football season. Presented, of course, by our fine partners, Telemore Dew Fine Irish Whiskey, and, of course, Twin Peaks Eats, Drinks, Scenic Views. If you're new to the show, I am Jeff Meller. Again, you can hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. You can also give us a call at 312-332-3776. That's how you jump on in. We will take your calls throughout the hour here. If they're fantasy football related, as always, here from 8 to 9 a.m. Normally, also, we have your Bears pregame coverage starting at 10. Me and Dion Miller, however, today with the Bears playing on Monday Night Football, we will have a truncated version of that starting at 7 p.m. I'm sorry, 6 p.m. tomorrow, taking you up until 7 right before kickoff. All right. If you're new to the show, this is the portion where I run through all the latest injury news and any other notes that you should be aware of. Let's get things going. Quick snap. McCaffrey going airborne for the Panthers touchdown. Now, that is, of course, the only place to start. And as you heard, McCaffrey will no longer be scoring touchdowns for Carolina. He was traded Thursday night from Carolina to the San Francisco 49ers, which is an awesome setup for him. It will be an absolute pleasure to watch Kyle Shanahan scheme up plays for one of the most diverse running backs in the league. And interestingly enough, I love the fact that Just the storylines, Kyle Shanahan, who was the ball boy back in Denver for his dad, Mike, back when Christian McCaffrey's dad, Ed McCaffrey, was a starting wide receiver for a couple of Super Bowl teams back then. Well, Kyle Shanahan loved and respected Ed McCaffrey so much that he chose to wear the number 87 when he played wide receiver in college. So interesting to see him then go about and trade for Ed McCaffrey's son, Christian. What a small world. So as I give you that little tidbit, it just stands to reason that Kyle Shanahan is going to want to make great use of Christian McCaffrey. But will he be able to do it today? That, my friends, is going to be a tough, tough sell if you want to use Christian McCaffrey. What I'll say is, if we're just playing this out, realistically, McCaffrey, what's he looking at? Six to ten touches, probably, max. You're you're essentially crossing your fingers and hoping for that touchdown. Now, I suppose maybe on the outer limits he can get to 12 if he catches a couple, you know, four passes. So in PPR formats, if you're debating, mulling over whether you want to use McCaffrey in the flex spot, I suppose I would consider it. And 
you have to believe that if the opportunity presents itself, Kyle Shanahan is going to want to get Christian McCaffrey a touchdown. However, the minimal number of touches is going to really suppress his value, his his ceiling today. So, you know, we're going to talk. I'm sure I'm going to take a lot of calls today about Christian McCaffrey and whether or not you should use him. And the reality is that if you're looking at, you know, your traditional third-type running back who you would put in that flex spot, I would probably, in most cases, lean towards using McCaffrey. But again, I think you really have to be limited. Again, all the reports are right now that there's a small package in for McCaffrey. But man, just really getting the playbook, whatever it was, late Thursday night or Friday morning, it's hard to anticipate McCaffrey having an opportunity to really go nuts. So, you know, unless you're absolutely desperate here, um, I'd probably looks to some other options right now. Here's Dobbins weaving his way through, and now Dobbins a foot race. Dobbins showing the wheels, and he's in for the touchdown. So J.K. Dobbins was placed on injured reserve, yes, uh, Friday after um, undergoing knee surgery. So he's going to be gone for four to six weeks, it looks like. That means that Kenyon Drake will have an opportunity this week to build on what he did last week. Got, went over 100 yards on 10 carries, caught a couple of passes. However, Gus Edwards, his return from the injured reserve, will complicate matters just a bit. Haven't seen word yet on whether or not we expect Gus Edwards to start. So that's something to keep an eye on uh, as the inactives roll in. Nevertheless, I do think Kenyon Drake is likely to see the most touches today. Um, but Gus Edwards is worth scooping up if he's still available in your league. If you're in a deeper league and you need a running back, he might be out there because he hasn't logged any stats for you just yet. Also in Baltimore, good news, Mark Andrews going to play. Not really a surprise there. That was essentially the expected result. Um, and there is optimism that Rashad Bateman could finally return as a receiver in the Baltimore Ravens passing game as well as they host the Cleveland Browns today. Play clock down to three. They get it to Taylor. And Taylor into the end zone, spinning. Touchdown, Colts. Jonathan Taylor returns from the ankle injury. We never got word on whether or not it was actually a high ankle sprain. So the fact that he's back in a couple of weeks leads me to believe that it essentially is not a high ankle sprain. Now, he actually took himself out last Saturday. That was the word Taylor relayed to the media was that he just didn't feel right. So last Saturday when we got word that he was inactive, that was his call. He didn't want to push it in case he didn't and re- potentially re-injure it. So that is good news. The Colts are playing the Titans today on the road, but get Jonathan Taylor right back into your lineup. Deion Jackson now, he will not get the featured role that we were that, that he did that he used uh, to his great benefit last week. But I do think there's still potentially a path where I could see some people in deeper leagues using Deion Jackson as a flex option, especially because, as I haven't yet noted, tough, tough bye week. Week 7, I would I would go ahead and suggest, is going to be the roughest bye week for fantasy football players. We've got the Rams, who, of course, have Cooper Cup, the number one wide receiving option in most PPR formats. You've got the Bills who have Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. You've got the Vikings, who of course have Justin Jefferson and even Kirk Cousins to some extent, Delvin Cook. 
Um, and then finally, the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles, who bring Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard to the table. So big, big, tough bye week, and um, let's see if we can make our way through it. But like I said, someone like Deion Jackson might be uh, a possibility uh, if you're really hurting for some options there. Fourth and one. It's again to Swift, and he's got the edge for the touchdown. The Lions roll the dice and cash in. Now, this is a big blow, and I don't think most people really anticipated this, but DeAndre Swift is unlikely to play today from the latest reports from all the NFL insiders. So DeAndre Swift not expected to go against the Cowboys. That means that Jamal Williams will have another game where he will be the featured back. So Jamal Williams, a strong play here. But DeAndre Swift, if uh, you are counting on starting him, doesn't look like that's going to be an option today as the Lions head to Dallas to play at AT&T Stadium. Rush to the end zone. Caught. Touchdown, Denver. Mercifully, Russ Wilson will not play today, dealing with a torn hamstring. He could miss next week as well. Was At this point, I think most people had moved past using Russell Wilson in fantasy leagues, but... This is uh, perhaps somewhat of a reprieve because you don't even have to think about it. Brett Rippon will step in and start for the Denver Broncos. Will that be a little bit of help for Cortland Sutton? Sutton? Possibly. Um, but this whole Denver offense is really struggling with uh, Javante Williams out. There's not a whole lot. I guess since I'm here, I'll mention that uh, Latavius Murray did see the most carries last week for the Broncos on Monday Night Football, and he did essentially what you would expect Latavius Murray to do. Don't really want to use any running back skill players, if, or um, I'm sorry, any Denver skill players if I can avoid it. Just a, a tough, tough situation right now for the Broncos. Attack the throw for it. Got Schultz. First down and more. Schultz cuts it back in and into the end zone. Dak Prescott returning today for the Dallas Cowboys, so you can go ahead and finally use him if you've been looking for uh, a reason to put him back in. He is there and will be under center for the Dallas Cowboys today. Dalton Schultz also looking like he's going to be back as well. Um, at this point, though, I you know I've never been a huge huge believer in Dalton Schultz. Kind of just a, a tight end who will get open in PPR formats. Definitely a little more interesting, but um, I don't know. It, again, tight ends sometimes a wasteland, and it's difficult to find options. So I suppose Schultz being back is interesting if he's on your roster. But um, I'm just not the biggest Dalton Schultz proponent personally. Smith steps up, and he is going to take a shot. He's got So this one is one where I'm not loving it, but Tyler Lockett is expected to play, but he has not practiced all week with a hamstring injury. <sighs> so that's a big sigh there. I don't know if I feel comfortable starting him. I've got the dilemma in one of my own leagues, and I'm considering using both Tyquan Thornton and George Pickens over Tyler Lockett because I don't love when a guy does not practice all week due to a hamstring injury. It's just one of those injuries where it's always a little bit concerning. So I will tell you, Tyler Lockett is expected to play. In, it's it's a little bit tricky, too, because it's a 325 kick. So the Seahawks uh, are visiting the Los Angeles Chargers. And so, again, expected to play Lockett is, but 
something that uh, I personally am struggling with using him because of the nature of the injury. So we'll see. I suppose it depends on your options available to you, but um, I'm a little bit concerned right now. But the good news is if you if you really don't have options, you can expect Tyler Lockett to probably be active. Over the middle, got his man, and look at him go! Jalen Waddle for the touchdown! Um, oh, I did, you know what, I'm sorry, I did want to note because I was on that game before I move on to Jalen Waddle. On the other side of the ball, Keenan Allen, uh, there's word that he could return, but a lot of cryptic um, tweets out there that Allen's going to give it a go, see how he's feeling in pregame warm-ups. The problem here is the Los Angeles Chargers have the bye next week, so you could see a very a very easy path where the Chargers say, you know what, let's not chance it this week. Let's give him this week off. Let's move, give him, you know, and then he gets the full bye. So that's like two full extra weeks to feel right. And the fact that there's even some reluctance right now before, uh, before inactives are in, that concerns me a little bit too. So another hamstring injury for a wide receiver you're dealing with in that same game, Lockett and Keenan Allen. All right, you just heard the Jalen Waddle highlight. The good news is that uh, he's expected to be out there, even though he's listed as questionable. Tua is also going to be back for the Miami Dolphins, which I think is huge for both Tyreek Hill, who you're obviously starting, and Jalen Waddle. Um, if Tua is back out there on Sunday Night Football, that offense is certainly much more intriguing and um, you feel much safer about using Hill and Waddle, although at this point, I guess, you pretty much have to use them as long as they're active. Loving it. Waller in the end zone. Touchdown, Raiders. Darren Waller has been ruled out. It's been tough sledding if you drafted him. And again, that tight end position is just so, so difficult to find someone to fill the void for you. But uh, this will not be helpful because Darren Waller's already been out, has already been ruled out, and also... Um, in that same game, Hunter Renfro, another passing passing option for Derek Carr to turn to. It looks like he is likely to go, but you're going to have to check on that one as well. That's a 305 kick. So um, I would say if you're even on the fence about Hunter Renfro, I would personally probably look for other options, especially if one of your alternatives is playing in an earlier game. So Kenny Pickett expected to start for the Steelers today as he's cleared concussion protocol. And Pat Fryermuth will return as well. So maybe there's a tight end solution for you if you've been up against it at that spot. Pat Fryermuth will be back for the Steelers today. Jones looks left. Steps up. Matt Jones runs it in for the New England touchdown. Last one, last highlight there. Mac Jones looks like he is on track to play in the Monday night game as the Bears head to New England. So, looks like Mac Jones is going to play. Will he start? I think so. I know there's been some love for Bailey Zappi and some discussion about whether or not Jones would move right back into the lineup. But I do think at this point, I'm expecting Mac Jones to play. That's more of a super flex option, of course, because um, hopefully you're not starting Mac Jones in any 
fantasy football formats that are 12 teams or less. All right, there's all the key injury news and notes that you need to be aware of. Again, I'm Jeff Meller on ESPN 1000 right now, 312-332-3776. That's the number if you'd like to jump in. We can bat around your fantasy football dilemma. Looks like lines are jammed right now, so when we take a call, jump on in. When they drop off, that's your opportunity. Um, up next, we have a shakeup in the Kansas City Chiefs backfield. Talk about that right now, next. The Fantasy Football Show with a guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. That's 312-332-3776. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and 100.3 HD2. Welcome back here on ESPN 1000. I'm Jeff Meller. This is the Fantasy Football Show presented by Telemardu Fine Irish Whiskey. Your chance to jump on in, 312-332-3776. And as we went to break, I teased shakeup in the Kansas City Chiefs backfield. Word is coming out that Isaiah Pacheco is going to be the starter today for the Chiefs as they head to San Francisco. So that's interesting enough. Actually, that might take a little bit more precedence from the fantasy football landscape when you consider you've got Pacheco and McCaffrey both in the backfield. Now, there's nothing actionable really to do about Christian McCaffrey for the San Francisco 49ers, but Isaiah Pacheco very well could be available in your league. So if you're listening right now, immediately go see if you can find room for Pacheco. Now, if you've watched him run, he, he's strong. He just hits the hole. Um, doesn't go down easily. He is currently available in 86% of fantasy leagues in ESPN. So he's widely available, and the news that he is going to be the starter is obviously huge for fantasy implications because you have a potential starting caliber running back um, who is widely available, who is going to be attached to an absolute, absolute juggernaut of an offense. So in Kansas City... Now, this doesn't mean that Clyde Edwards-Alaire is just going to go away. I still envision that Edwards-Alaire is going to be somebody who sees his 8 to 10 touches. But that's, you know, that's going to be, I think, a bit of a decrease. And again, I'm just reading tea leaves. So if if something changes, um, you know, don't be stunned. But I honestly... The way the Chiefs work in that backfield, Jer- uh, Jarek McKinnon is also going to be used. So it's, uh, it's it's a tough situation, but Pacheco just runs strong. And if anything, this leads me to, I guess, suspect that Pacheco very well could be your goal line back. And that's obviously going to be the most valuable back uh, in the Chiefs' backfield. So, you know, just something to keep in mind. I do think it, you know, does puts a little bit of a damper on Clyde Edwards-Alaire's value. All right, enough of me rambling. Let's head out to the phones and talk with you. Let's try Nathan, who is in Addison. Good morning, Nathan. You're on the Fantasy Football Show. Hey, good morning, Jeff. How are you doing this morning? I am doing well, my friends. All right, I got a, a flex question, full PPR. I need one of these four. Smith Suster, DJ Moore, Clyde Edwards. Obviously, we were just talking about him. And yep. Brian Robinson. And you said you need one of the four there? One. One okay. full PPR. 
<sighs> All right. So, you know, just based on the news with Pacheco, I think I want to stay away from Clyde at this point. For me, it kind of comes down to Juju versus Brian Robinson here. And um, I'm a little bit still in, in, in PPR. I don't know what kind of value we can kind of count on from Brian Robinson just yet. So I'll be honest, it's always tough to count on the Chiefs receivers that aren't named Kelsey. But I think of your options here, I would probably use Juju, Nathan. Thank you, sir. No, thank you for making the call. Appreciate it. All right, let's head on out to let's try our man, James, who's in Norwood Park. Hey, James, what's going on? Hey, Jeff. uh, I have a full point PPR. It's a flex question. Romeo Dobbs, uh, Bateman, Pickens, or Kenyon Drake? And you need just one of those, James? Just one of those guys. Yeah, so in this situation, I actually think I like uh, Kenyon Drake. Now, love the talent of George Pickens. He's intriguing, but still, you know, he's not – he really, you know, in terms of routes – he's almost – he's such a physical freak. He's making great plays at the catch point. He's he's a tough matchup, but still a little bit not where we'd want him to be as a route runner just yet, so it makes it hard to trust him completely. Um, so I think of the options you have there, Kenyon Drake I expect to be the lead back for the Ravens today without J.K. Dobbins there. So, And even if Gus Edwards is there, um, even if he's active today, I think they'll probably ease him back in just a little bit. So I think after last week what we saw from Kenyon Drake, I would use him, James. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. Let's go on out to Scott, who's in Merrillville. Hey, Scott, what's going on? Hey, how you doing? Hey, okay. I got a PR, and I need two out of these five. Um, Tony Pollard. Brian Robinson, Alec Pierce, Damian Harris, and uh, Rashad Bateman. So two receivers and three running backs. And you, and it doesn't matter and I, which which two. And I, two out of five, please. Okay. So I, I think at this point I would definitely still use Tony Pollard, but understanding that you know it's hard for him to really score those touchdowns unless he breaks off a long run because the reality is that Zeke's he's still the goal line back who they used on there. I, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I don't want to use Damien Harris yet. I mean, obviously, Ramondre Stevenson's been a beast. I don't think, even though I, I think Damien Harris returning is going to eat into Stevenson's production, um, I, you know, let's, let's let them play one week before you consider using Harris. I think I'd probably use um, Robinson, again, I, even though I don't love him in PPR formats, um, I think he's the most likely of those options to score a touchdown for you. So I'd go Pollard and Robinson, Scott. Okay, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thank you. Scott drops off. That leaves a line open for you again. 312-332-3776. The Fantasy Football Show presented by Telemardu Fine Irish Whiskey. I am Jeff Meller. Let's go on out to Lake Geneva and say hello to Jim. Jimmy. Hey, good morning, Jeff. Good morning, uh, full, point, full point PPR. I need a receiver out of these three. Just need one. I've got Bobby Trees, Gallup, and Sutton. <sighs> All right. So, you know, don't. Don't love the Titans passing game. I think I'd lean towards Michael Gallup over Robert Woods, but um, and I just I can't get on board with Cortland Sutton right now. Cortland Sutton right now, you know, it was he was struggling with Russ, and, and I don't think that has anything to do with Sutton. Um, so I mean, I think believe it or not, I think Brett Rippon actually gives Sutton a chance today, but I think I'd use Gallup. Done for. All right, it. let's try Jordan, who's in Wakanda. Hey, Jordan, what do you got? Jordan, and it looks like he had a Brian Robinson versus Michael Gallup question, and in that scenario, I would use Robinson unless it's a 
PPR, then I actually would probably go with the uh, receiver in that in that uh, scenario. Let's try CJ, who's in Chinhan. Siege, what's up, bud? Hello, hey, hey, Jake. Do we have the uh, the uh, lines back up? Yeah, the lines are up. All right, all right. Another guy on hold. Hey, uh, all right. So I'm coming to calls. If you're on hold, please uh, make sure you're ready to go. You know who will be ready to go? Mike and Round Prospect. Mike's always ready. Mikey, my friend, how you doing? Get us out of this hey, rut. Now, I want to change my question. I want to throw a, a trade. No problem. Off, a trade off, if you don't mind. Please I've go got ahead. My, I've got I got Dak Prescott on IR the whole time, so he'd be my quarterback. I have Jalen Hurts. The trade would be Jalen Hurts. I'm going to throw in AJ Dillon. For um, Brees Hall, uh, my two running backs are Kamara and Jonathan Taylor right now. So Hertz and Dylan for Brees Hall, interesting. Um, and you have Dak. Boy, you know, yes. it's 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 this one's tough because I'm not gonna lie. I don't, you know, I it's it's an interesting move. I, I don't know though. Brees Hall looks really good right now, but I think you're definitely in this scenario, Mike, selling or no, you're buying high on Brees Hall. Um, I don't yes. think I don't think that the Jets are just gonna like. I don't think much is gonna change in terms of touches. I do think Michael Carter is still going to continue to get his role. So, you know, it's one of those ones where I do think I'd still almost want to be shopping Hurts around a little bit. I I feel like you should, you know. It's just, it's not a terrible trade by any means. And it could be one where it's win win. I'm almost more concerned, though, about, I guess, if, if I look at it, Mike, if you're giving up Hurts, I feel like you may be helping your opponent out a little bit more in the long run in that situation. So um, I'm a, it, it, I don't hate it, uh, but I do think I'd be hard pressed to see Brees Hall. Really, all of a, I don't think he's going to all of a sudden become the featured back with New York. I think Michael Carter is still going to be in the mix, and that's honestly going to be the biggest hindrance, I think, for Brees Hall's fantasy production this year. But I don't hate it. I'm not completely opposed to it, Mike, if you want to just make that upgrade at running back. But I do think that you could be helping your opponent out a little bit more than actually yourself, if that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks very much, Jeff. No problem, Mike. I hate it. Sometimes I'm on the fence about that one. And I'm okay, you know, if you're in a vacuum, if you just like, you know what, I need to improve my team and I can't even worry about it. But I do feel like it's Sunday morning, so it's going to be, you know, I don't know how people, you, you know, depending on your league, how active some of the other owners are on a on a Sunday morning just to, you know, jump in and, you know, if they're willing to make trades, you know, for a couple hours before the game starts. Some leagues, it's tough to get deals done on a Sunday morning, others not so much. So, I, you know, I'd almost want to shop, though, Mike Hurts around a little bit and see who, you know, if anyone else is willing to give me a little bit better of an offer for uh, for Hurts if you're going to actually move him. I'm Jeff Meller again, 312-332-3776. Jump on in if you've got a question for me. This is the Fantasy Football Show presented by Telemordu Fine Irish Whiskey. The Fantasy Football Show is back with the guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. Like if I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. i got no backup. That's 312-332-3776. This is the fantasy football show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app.
Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Show. I'm Jeff Meller here on ESPN 1000. Again, you can hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. Taking your fantasy football questions here on ESPN 1000. After me, Xander and Hanley coming your way from 9 to noon today. I'll have also your Bears pregame coverage tomorrow from 6 to 7 along with Dion Miller. So, again, usually on Sundays you'll get... Uh, You'll get the Fantasy Football Show from 8 to 9, and then I'm back with Deion Miller, usually from 10 to noon on a noon kick for the Bears. But because they're on Monday Night Football, I will be on with Deion from 6 to 7 tomorrow right after Waddle and Sylvie wrap up. Let's try Will, who is in Arlington Heights. He's got a He's been patient so far. Willie, what's up, buddy? Jeffrey, happy Sunday. Oh, I love it. It's the best day of the week, my man. <laughs> um, I'm going to drop one guy that I mentioned earlier, but I'm going to go just need one full-point PPR. Um, Ayuk, AJ Dillon, Pollard, or Curtis Samuel. You just need one of those guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I th- so I, I think I would use Pollard. Well, especially, ah, man, Ayuk. It's tough. You know, it's it's. I always feel like it's betting on a touchdown with him. And mm-hmm. the truth is that McCaffrey, I don't think is going to make the. Now today, it's probably not as big of a threat for Ayuk. But going forward, I'm a little concerned about Ayuk because it's going to be the one of those situations where it's you know. Will he hit that week when you use him? Because mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. going to spread it between with McCaffrey, Debo, Ayuk, Kittle. I think it's going to be a bit of a, a hodgepodge for who scores each week. So I would shy away from that right now. I definitely use Tony Pollard. I think, and then you know Curtis Samuel. I think is tough to trust right now with uh, Taylor Heineke. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Thanks, Jeff. Right. Thank you. Will appreciate it. Uh, let's it. try Keith, who is in Joliet. Keith, what's up, bud? Good morning, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. Um, if Swift does not play, I've got Jamal Williams or Travis Etienne and a half point. So, you know, I'm yeah, definitely use it's a tough matchup obviously with Dallas, but I'm still using Jamal Williams because he first of all, he's been their goal line back all year long, you know, even with Swift out out there. But word is that, you know, doesn't look like Swift is going to play, and that's probably the biggest news. I just want to reiterate for all our listeners out there that uh, DeAndre Swift is not likely to go for the Lions today. Um so Jamal Williams, I think, is absolutely uh, – he's a lock top 12 running back play. So definitely use him. And I do have encouraging news. It looks like, you know, Travis Etienne is starting to kind of creep in and become, you know, more used in the Jacksonville backfield. So I think that's great that you have him on the roster, Keith. Could be very valuable down the stretch here. But um, I would definitely use Jamal Williams today. Thanks, Jeff. Have a good weekend. You too. Let's try Seth, who is in Hoffman Estates. Looks like a real dilemma here, Seth, if – I'm reading this right on the board. Wide receiver problem for you, huh? Hey, Sam. yeah, I was curious your thoughts. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Curious your thoughts between Terry McLaurin and Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, I don't know if you think Taylor Heineke is going to help or hurt McLaurin. You know, so, it, you know, it's I hadn't really thought of It's interesting when you say it that way because, of course, McLaurin was, I think it, the way you lay it out, it's possible that, yeah, Heineke could certainly end up helping McLaurin's production a little bit. I think it, I'd still use Juju Smith-Schuster, though, this week. The good, you know, we saw last week him kind of break out and finally get into the end zone, which was encouraging. And I just think the fact that, you know, you at this point, you know, it's hard to trust anything coming out of that Washington offense. So I'd say use Juju this week and let's let's kind of see – what happens with McLaurin with Heineke under center before you go out and put him out there if you don't have to. Um, let's try my buddy Dave, who's in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. What's going on, Dave? 
Hey, how much are you, Jeff? Doing okay. I got a, I got a uh, flex PPR question here. I need one of three. Uh, Jamal Williams, Brandon Cooks, and Damian Pierce. And one quick other thing. Would you, with McCaffrey going to San Fran, would you look to trade uh, Debo if you had him on your team and try to upgrade in other positions on your team? Uh, so, okay, they so need yeah. Uh, no, it's a great question, Dave. Um, yeah, you know what? If you know, that's one of those ones where I kind of have to see what's on the table and as a possibility. But yes, I do think you know a lot of Debo's value for me this year, heading into the season, was tied up in the fact that as a you know he was, I looked at it as a, a you know a viable guy who I could see scoring you know six eight rushing touchdowns, and I do think that's you know listen. They're getting close. I think they'll still utilize Debo, but, yeah, I do think that's going to go away a little bit, um, if, at least for fantasy purposes. The volume, I don't think, is going to be there for Debo on a week-in and week-out basis. So, yes, I absolutely think um, if you can get something that you like in return for a Debo package, I would absolutely um, be be working the, the phones for that, Dave. And then uh, of your options, I would use Damien Pierce for – Cooks isn't even in the uh, discussion for me. You've got Williams, Cooks, and Pierce. I would use Pierce. I think um, you saw Lovey Smith talk about how they need to get Pierce twenty carries, uh, you know, a game. Uh, he, he's clearly going to be the 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 uh, engine that makes the Texans' offense go, whatever it happens to be. Um, so you know, Jamal is a great option, but against the Cowboys, a tough defense. Um, I think I got to use Pierce there. Thanks, Jeff. Good luck today. You as well. Good luck to all the listeners out there. Um, Let's try Tom, who's in Lake Forest. Tom, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up? Hey, good morning, Jeff. Thanks for the insight. You're doing a great job. Uh, I need two of these four for a full-point PPR. Mm -hmm. Uh, Brian Robinson, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Curtis Samuel, or Garrett Wilson. All right, Tom, so even though I don't know if he'll catch any passes, I definitely would use Brian Robinson. We saw him, you know, here in Chicago look uh, like the feature back finally for Washington last week. Um, So I definitely would use him because I think, uh, you know, any goal line touches are likely to go to him. So he's the lock of those four options. And then I I don't feel good about using Peoples-Jones. It's just, you know, week in and week out, I don't think that's a – a real, you know, a real good option. So it comes down to Curtis Samuel versus Garrett Wilson here. And honestly, I think I, I like the, uh, I like Heineke and rolling the dice with him because for, for Garrett Wilson, Zach Wilson being under center has been, an, you know, it's absolutely sabotaged his his uh, value in fantasy football. So I think you got to use Curtis Samuel, especially Tom, because it's a PPR. So if Curtis, uh, if Garrett Wilson does anything, um, I don't think it's going to be on volume so much. It's just because he gets lucky to get into the end zone. Whereas Curtis Curtis Samuel, I think, um, is likely to you know have a five or six catch game. All right, thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. All right, thank you, Tom. Let's go on out to Hoffman Estates and say good morning to Lance. Hey, Lance, you're on the Fantasy Football Show. Thanks, Jeff. Um, quick one. Uh, full point PPR. I've been sitting, unfortunately, on Keenan Allen since week one when he went out. I understand he's supposed to give it a go. Would you throw him out there or go with Brandon Cooks? So, you know what? This is the, this is the good news is that Keenan Allen, um, even though he's hoping there is still – it's cryptic enough from all the NFL insiders, Rappaport, Schefter, that it looks like there's still a, there's still a decent chance that Keenan Allen does not play today. And so the good news is, though, with Cooks, you've got an alternative, you know, in in one of, in the late afternoon window there. So 
if Keaton Allen is active, Lance, I would use him. But you, you, that's when you just definitely have to check on because there's still a decent chance, I think, that he does not play today. So, you know, it, it's it's also, too, because it's a full-point PPR. I think even if, if, if Allen's out there, I feel like you must use him in full-point PPR. But, you know, check on that around 2.30 because um, – I'm sorry, actually around one thirty, two o'clock, Lance, because that's when the inactives will roll in, and um, there's still a decent chance that Allen does not play today. Okay, appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. All right, 312-332-3776. One more segment to go. Again, if you missed it, shake up in the Kansas City Chiefs backfield. Looks like Isaiah Pacheco is going to be the starter today. Now, that does not mean that Clyde Edwards-Alaire will not get some touches, but I do think we're looking at a reduced role for Edwards-Alaire going forward. So that's certainly somebody you may want to take a look at if he's in your lineup right now, see if you've got any alternatives. Again, 312-332-3776. Jump on in now. Three lines open for you if you want to get in. This is the Fantasy Football Show presented by Tullamardu Fine Irish Whiskey. Is your tight end in or out? Don't answer that. Is your backfield in good shape? Uh, never mind. Welcome back to ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. Here on the Fantasy Football Show again every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Here with you, I'm Jeff Meller. Again, you can hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R if you can't get in through the phone lines here. All right, so let's uh, quickly go on out to Sean in Fairbury. Hey, Sean, what's up, my man? Hey, good morning, Jeff. I have a half-point PPR flex question. I have one of the three looking at Clyde Edwards-Alaire, uh, or either one of the commies receivers, uh, McLaurin or Samuel. And I guess you can throw Pachenko in there, too, because I just picked him up. Ooh. Now, I, I had a clear uh, thought until you said that I could, but I guess you could throw Pacheco in there. Um, so, Sean, I think in the uh, – I'd, I'd lean towards McLaurin here. Um, I, I just uh, – I don't really feel good about using Edwards-Alaire today until, you know, with that Pacheco report out there. Um, Pacheco versus McLaurin is interesting, but it feels like um, the one thing Pacheco has not really proven is that he's a decent, you know, that he's a viable pass catcher. I believe he's only got two catches on the season. Now, maybe he'll get a few more if he's getting more run in the uh, backfield, but um, it's hard to trust him. But it's half-point PPR. Boy, it's tough between McLaurin and Pacheco, Sean. Um, you know what? If it's me, I think I personally am going to use McLaurin. Uh, I'm intrigued, but I just can't pull the trigger on Pacheco just yet. I kind of want to see him one week before I go ahead and use him. So I go McLaurin there. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Let's try. We'll go back to CJ and Shanahan. One more chance. CJ, you out there? You ready to go? Good morning, Jeff. Sorry What's about up? that. No worries. No um, worries. I have a weak running back position, James Robinson or Latavius Murray. Oh, yeah, I don't love that. I think I'd still use James Robinson right now. I want to, you know, Latavius Murray was the uh, lead back, but he didn't do a whole lot with his opportunities last week. So I think he had 66 yards last week on 16 carries. So even though, and, and there's, the other thing is too with Nathaniel Hackett, who knows what's going on. Sounds like Melvin Gordon may be back in the starting role for the Broncos this week. So you know, let's use James Robinson and uh, not rely on Latavius Murray just yet. Although it's worth having him on your roster this week to kind of see how it plays out. 
All right. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate thank it. Thank you, CJ. Thank you. Let's go on out to Ron, in, who's in Schaumburg. Hey, Ron, good morning, my man. Hey, morning, Jeff. How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. Yes, I have a question. Um, Isaiah Pacheco, Pacheco, Pacheco. Um, Pacheco from Kansas City, and I have Jeff Wilson. Another guy that I was considering was Christian Kirk. I don't know if I want to get rid of him yet, but I have Jeff Wilson that I could drop. I don't know if I should with uh, McCaffrey coming. Yes, to, you, uh, I think absolutely, Ron, that is is the move. Go ahead and uh, dump Jeff Wilson and pick up Isaiah Pacheco. Um, again, that's the big news from Ian Rappaport. Looks like Pacheco is going to be the starter today. Now, what that means, uh, you know, I, I think if anything, my takeaway is that I expect Pacheco to be the goal, the the guy who's in near the goal line more often than not. Um, and Jeff Wilson, his value, he might be usable this week if you're, you know, desperate for a flex play because McCaffrey, I don't know how much of the, you know, how much he's going to be used, but they do have a McCaffrey package ready to go. So I think Jeff Wilson is unlikely to really be um, anybody you can use unless you have a McCaffrey injury. So I guess I will say I'll add in the caveat though, Ron, if you're in a, you know, I'd rather have Pacheco, but if you can still carry Jeff Wilson because it's not like Christian McCaffrey is a bastion of health. So, um, you know, if you can still keep Jeff Wilson, Wilson somewhere on your roster, um, that'd be great. But, of course, don't uh, don't uh, lose sleep about it. Let's try Dave, who's in Darien. Hey, Dave, what's going on? Hey, um, good, Jeff. Uh, thanks for the great show. How are you, you today? Doing well. Thanks for the uh, compliment. Yep. Uh, actually, I've got a super flex question. need two of the five, uh, half PPR. Uh, I've got four running backs and a quarterback. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, Ezekiel Elliott, Jamal Williams, Brian Robinson. My quarterback, Davis Mills, not the best quarterback option, but I need two of the five. Yeah, so you need two of the five. Okay, so it's interesting. So for folks out there, generally Superflex is almost always um, knee-jerk reaction is put that quarterback in. But as you lay out, Dave, you've got some pretty strong options here to consider instead. And um, I don't usually do this because I always like the upside of, you know, the potential of a quarterback thrown for two or three touchdowns. But, you know, with Davis Mills, that, that's been tough sledding this year. So um, I have to imagine you've got, like, Cousins or Stafford, right, or, or Hurts or Cousins. someone. Yep. Knew it had to be one of those guys who's on by this week. So I think I definitely still got to keep using Ramondre Stevenson. He's a lock for me. And then I would use Jamal Williams over Davis Mills this week. I just think without DeAndre Swift there, um, I, you know, Jamal Williams is, uh, is a guy who you want to use. So I'd use Jamal over uh, Davis Mills. And even, uh, again, with I had both Ezekiel Elliott and Jamal Williams out of that Cowboys-Lions game. So still Jamal Williams over Zeke. I would. Um, I just don't love Zeke's usage. I can't. You know, I can't predict who's gonna who's gonna score a touchdown this week. But I just think Jamal Williams is the better bet um, because the reality is that Zeke is. You know, Tony Pollard is really you know kind of eating away at uh, a lot of Zeke's work, and it's yep. you know in the goal line. If they get down there, sure Zeke will have a chance. But um, I personally would rather use Jamal Williams. Okay, great. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you, Dave. Hopefully that works out for you. Let's try Benny, who's in Bloomingdale, another Isaiah Pacheco. What's up, Benny? Hey, how you doing, Jeff? It's Vinny, but that's all right. Oh, Vinny, uh, Vinny. How's the baby doing? Okay. He, he's a little fussy, but that's uh, all right. yeah, I'm going to try and get through this. So I'm on a 2-4 and four team, full PPR, tight matchup. I just picked up Pacheco, and I have Dylan. Should I go for the upside with Pacheco or 
Do you think Dylan puts up 10 to 12 like he usually does? Yeah, I mean, it's tough. Uh, yeah, I, even when we say upside, I don't, you know, I don't know what that means um, with Pacheco just yet. We're flying blind. We're just going off the report that he's going to be the starter. Um, oh, man, you know, are you, uh, boy, I, I feel like I would want to trust A.J. Dillon's role a little bit here in this situation and kind of see it for one week before I use Pacheco. So, and it's a tough, the other thing is it's a tough defensive matchup, Vinny, with, uh, with 49ers. So, I think I, I personally would use Dillon here. Okay. All right. Thanks so much, Jeff. I appreciate it. All right. Here we go. We're coming up in the two-minute warning. This is the two-minute warning. And that'll take us to the two-minute warning. All right. Here we go, fast and furious. Sorry, I couldn't get you on the air, but I will quickly run through the final remaining questions on the line. Terrell on the west side wanted to know just an open-ended, what do you do with Jerry Judy? Terrell, if you need the roster room, I would feel fine releasing him because at this point I don't even think it's about Russ. You mean, you know, He's just kind of clueless out there at times. He has not lived up to the billing. So if you need the roster room, feel free to cut Jerry Judy at this point because um, I don't think you'll regret it. Lou is in Elk Grove. He had a question, Trevor Lawrence or Tom Brady? I'm still using Tom Brady, Lou. And then I uh, wanted to know ETN, Jeff Wilson, or A.J. Dillon. Right there, I would use ETN, Lou. Moe's in Frankfurt. Moe wanted to know Jimmy Garoppolo or Davis Mills this week. Let's use Jimmy G. Moe. Roger in Kenosha needs two of three running backs, and he is loaded. Josh Jacobs, Ramondre Stevenson, and Christian McCaffrey. Roger, in this case... Go ahead and bench Christian McCaffrey this week. I don't think he's going to get the touches that Jacobs and Stevenson will see. And then finally, Ali, wrapping us up in Rogers Park, wants to know for a backup quarterback, Matt Ryan or Jimmy Garoppolo, I would use Matt Ryan here, Ali, because Jimmy G, I think uh, Kyle Shanahan's going to run the ball too much for him to be a valuable fantasy football quarterback. All right, that does it for us, folks. Thanks to my man Jake Cantu for producing the Fantasy Football Show, and always thank you to Tullamore Dew Fine Irish Whiskey for being our presenting sponsor, and of course, to Twin Peaks Eats, Drinks, Scenic Views. I'm Jeff Meller, back tomorrow with your pregame coverage at 6 o'clock. Xander and Hanley are up next here on ESPN 1000.